This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. I'm sitting at my home office here today at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, and I'm really looking at the importance of social media assessment. Now, I, I'm not one to make things overcomplicated. In fact, coming from a sales background and, and really how I got into social media was helping sales organizations launch into the space and really use these tools to build build a, a new revenue stream, a new channel for business, and really to help them catch up with the consumer who's already using these tools to engage, connect, research, educate themselves, or just organize a party. So that said, uh, I've always been about keeping it simple uh, because myself being a sales professional at heart and, and a professional speaker, uh, one of the things I have both in common in both areas is if it's complicated, I won't do it. Now, with that said, there are many aspects to social media. In fact, social media is a messy media. And so one of the things we need to do to clean it up is to really, in an organized fashion, assess where we're at and what we need to do to be more effective at it. Now, I've been digging in on the web and doing a lot of research and kind of benchmarking a little bit, saying, okay, where is my social media assessment process I've been using with my clients that I'm bringing to the space compared to what's going on out there? And I guess that sort of when I looked at social media assessment, uh, why it's so important, the key factor is if you have a major goal, and the goal should be, in my opinion, to drive return on investment, however you measure that, is that in order to drive that return on investment, you first need to know what assets you have to get there. I think too many assessments I've come across on the web are intellectual exercises. Uh, they're exercises assessing brand mention or how many tweets are occurring or who likes you on your Facebook page. But they're also assessments designed by a lot of agencies and consultants to sell you stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to give it away to you for free over the next seven podcasts. What we developed at Socialized is at Socialized, we developed a seven-step process to assess where you're at to determine where you need to improve your process. Most of it's focused on process and strategy, not on building new blogs, building new things, or driving campaigns. Social media is not a campaign. Getting socialized is actually but equipping your organization to connect, engage, and really drive and develop intimate relationships with the right target market. So I'm going to walk through a seven-step process with you. What I'm going to do first is I'm really going to talk about the seven components to a social media assessment that we've developed. And today I'm going to focus simply on step one, which is your socialized hub, which is your website and or your blog. And so I think let's talk about these seven steps quick. Over the next seven episodes, I'm going to talk about number one, your socialized hub which is 12 focus areas that you really need to think about if you're going to be 100% effective, keeping in mind that probably only about 8% of corporate sites out there that I've come across that are even engaging in social media are doing well. Number two, and that number, by the way, is completely pulled out of you-know-where, that 8% figure. It could be 10, it could be 4. Okay, number two is social outposts. So think about your socialized hub, uh, or in guerrilla social media marketing, we call it your guerrilla headquarters. Then you've got these outposts. These outposts are where you gather intelligence, recruit other guerrillas, engage your stakeholders, and then bring them back to your headquarters. These are LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Flickr, YouTube, and other relevant sites. 
So once we assess how we're doing on each of these relevant platforms, the third thing we do is we look at how well an organization has developed their social media policy. What I like to say is not having a social media policy is like giving your kid the keys to the car, no driving lessons, and no curfew, and saying, have fun. So we really need a social media policy in place, both to develop a framework to protect us, protect our brand, but also to encourage innovation, give people an understanding of within which framework they can act. Number four is a social media plan, of course, is we look at an organization and say, look, do you have the necessary components for a social media strategy? Uh, it's it's going to be a little different than just a plain marketing strategy because it involves not just really talking about let's execute these many messages over this period of time, but a social media plan often in, engages uh, in a process of training your organization to be socialized, to be two-way communicators on the internet and doing it effectively because, as Scott Stratton says from Unmarketing, is we can call it bi-directional communications or social media or we want to, but it's actually about talking to customers. Number five, we do an assessment on training. Does your team know the rules and the tools of engagement effectively and well enough to really propagate your brand, connect with customers, solve challenges, and find new markets? Number six, we look at social media integration, and this is a big one. There's three types of integration. Number one, we ask, is it siloed or integrated? So is it just some poor intern in a cubicle doing all the tweeting for your organization or is it multiple departments understanding how the tools can apply to how they engage the marketplace and one another number two is is it integrated from the perspective is is your social media marketing and communications plan integrated with your sales your customer service and your marketing plan and third is your social media integrated from the perspective is are you using the internet to keep people off the internet? Are you integrating online and offline marketing and communications effectively? And the last thing we do in the social media assessment is we look at your metrics. What are you using to monitor? Remember, social media is 90% communications or 90% listening and connecting and 10% really marketing and communications. And so what we want to do is two things. We want to make sure you're monitoring those conversations so you can engage, but we also want to make sure you're tracking and measuring what's happening so that you can really dial it back to that ROI, that return on investment we talked about earlier. Now, one quick sort of uh, disclosure here is that your return on investment might not happen in a week. Most good social media ROI I see happens in 6 to 12 to 18 months. So that's your seven points of a social media assessment. What I'm going to roll back today is I'm just going to focus a little bit on your socialized hub. So what is a socialized hub? Well, number one, uh, it is the central place from which your brand launches and also where you pull back all the mention and the conversations about your brand. Some people will say you don't need a blog or you don't need a website any longer because, see, all the engagement happens on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. One of the challenges with that attitude is, number one, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those organizations, you don't own them. They own your list. You could get a little aggressive with your marketing, try a new tactic out, be tagged as a spammer, and all of a sudden have LinkedIn shut your account down or limit your ability to network. Facebook, you can go away on a holiday Maybe not be monitoring your Facebook page so well as an individual. Have a few comments on there that are offside, off-color, and have your Facebook page shut down due to violation, for instance. Or simply, simply enough, uh, you may be limited in the way you want to market to that list based upon new policies and procedures. Or they might want to charge you for it. 
even though you've built that community. So I'm not saying don't use Facebook, don't use Twitter, because that's where the engagement happens. But you want to bring them back to your home base, because see, you own your name.com or your company name.com. When someone subscribes to your newsletter or clips subscribe to your blog feed, that is yours. You own that customer base. You have to honor it. You have to cultivate relationships with that. You can't just spam it, but the point is, is that's the only real list you own. That and your reputation is the only thing you're really going to own on the web. And so we really do need a socialized hub. And what, what I mean by socialized is if it's static, if it's unidirectional, uh, or if it's very, very, very sanitized, where every comment has to be approved, it's a glacial pace, we get responses, then we miss the opportunities. So I'm going to go through 12 quick points. These points are based on a combination of what Stephen Jagger and I put together in Sociable, as well as what Jay Conrad Levinson and I put together in Guerrilla Social Media Marketing, as what we found is a great socialized site, bearing in mind that very few organizations will get a, a 10 out of 10 score on any of these 12 points, but it's a great benchmark to work towards. So point number one, this is the first question we ask, is your website or blogging platform based upon a platform that's social ready? In other words, is it all ready to plug in and interact with the rest of the social web? Uh, is it going to be, will, are you going to be able to integrate it with the major social media marketing tools and really use it as a two-way communications tool, or is it simply straight-up brochureware? A good example of a couple software that are social media ready and free or nearly free are WordPress or Drupal. A couple good examples that you can use. And number two is it easy to upgrade and keep pace with social media advancements. In other words, I've seen a number of softwares come out, come and go in the last three years even, where companies have built the ultimate social media content management system, the ultimate system. The problem is they just couldn't keep financially or even human hours up to pace of all the changes going in the marketplace. Open source platforms like WordPress and Drupal, WordPress in particular, have thousands of volunteer developers, crowdsourced development happening around the globe that allows that software to be updated on the fly by people like you and I, with maybe a little bit more knowledge, who are really passionate about what's going on. So really make sure that you don't get committed to a software that locks you in, where you're stuck with one host, where you're really limited to that an organization that may not grow as fast as innovation does. Number three, does it offer multiple channels and media for two-way communications? So in other words, you don't just have, hey, click here to email us. But yeah, you have a submission form. You have a place they can comment. You have a chat with us now button on there where they've got live chat happening if that's applicable for your organization. And access to any other channels such as Twitter, you name it, where two-way communications can happen. Really what we want to do is give them multiple options for connecting with us. Number four, does it aggregate online conversations about your brand or industry? This is less of a software functionality and more of a strategic thing, but think about your client. Within the marketplace, there's many people who use your product or service. So think about a restaurant, for instance. That restaurant on their website, it could be static, or instead of having customers hop on to Yelp, hop on to Google, uh, hop off onto other blogs, hop onto Twitter, what if that restaurant aggregated those conversations onto their site? So you could see what the whole world is saying, good, bad, or ugly, about that organization. 
In other words, hosting that conversation can be very powerful instead of making your customer do a ton of work and research just to find out what people are saying about you. Number five, does it provide a launch point to your social media outposts? So does your site very simply list and have access to all the major social media destinations or outposts that you're on, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Quora, YouTube, you name it. Number six, does it provide industry standard blogging capabilities and plugins? This goes back to what software you're using. I think it's really important is to make sure industry standard blog plugins are simple things like the capacity to comment on a blog. Is it turned on? Uh, you know, do people have multiple options for subscribing to your blog? Uh, do, does the standard blogging capabilities offer the capacity to create categories, archives, all the basics? Now, I'm saying this, and most people here who've been blogging or on social media for a while may be just saying, what is he talking about? Everything offers that. The reality is there's a lot of people flogging blogging products out there that they're really just glorified news lists or newsletter systems. And so I think it's really important to make sure you're using ones that offer the major functionalities. Number seven, and this is really important. This is overlooked by many people. Some people will say that because of all these social outposts we have, we don't need Google anymore. We don't need to have well search engine optimized sites. But I would say your site has to be search engine friendly. What that means, it has to be set up effectively with something we call permalinks, as well as some basic SEO plugins. If you're using uh, WordPress, the best one would be all-in-one SEO. And what you want to make sure is that search engine friendly. And why is search engines, why are search engines so important? Well, number one is that, yeah, the final step in really, in my opinion, in driving social media ROI, or one of the final steps, is getting consent to market to you. Now, with that said, before someone gives you permission to market to them, they probably have to have found your site, consumed the content, interacted with you, and then give you permission to market to them. That all starts back with discovery. And Google is the number one discovery engine on the planet still. So we need to make sure that our website is well optimized and if we're blogging, that we use a blogging software, not just WordPress, but make sure WordPress is set up effectively. Number eight, does it allow community contribution of content, ideas, or questions? So do you offer the capacity to make comments, upload content, add videos, add product reviews, comment in forums, whatever it may be. See what happens and why this is so important is number one, is you're gonna have super fans out there that if we're not engaging them and making it easier to share their story, they're not going to. Worse off, you can have critics who because you don't offer the capacity to provide feedback and two-way communications on your site, are gonna post those comments places where you're not hosting the conversation, where you may not be aware of them or have the capacity to really contribute, interact the way you want to. Number 10, this is really important, sorry, number nine, does it include multiple methods and media to learn about how you can help? And this is more of a strategy again, but I see this on too many blogs, too many websites, it's rather one-sided. You'll see one site that just does a lot of video or one that has a bunch of photos and a few comments or one that does really, really long blog posts, 400 character, or sorry, 400 character, that'd be okay, 400 word, 500 word, 1,000 word, 1,200 word blog posts about their product, service, or what they're doing in the marketplace, yet the person reading it really just wants a 50-word summary uh, or a quick video to watch. So it's really important, and I believe a fully socialized site is customer or visitor-centric. And each customer and visitor is different, which means that I think we need a combination of photo, video, in-depth texts, summaries, audio, 
on our site in multiple formats to really address all of our markets. Not all in one blog post or not all in one page, but throughout your site are all these media available. Number 10, is it easy for visitors to share all of your content on the web? What you'll notice is a good news site nowadays will have a little button below this called Share This Story. And you'll be the mouse over it, and it'll give, it'll give you the option of sharing it to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, often to, or even reblogging it onto your own site. And it'll allow you to do that within one click. It'll automatically, within one click, push it off into those networks for you, even with a summary. If you don't do that, the option is if I like your update, I have to cut and paste the internet address or the URL. I gotta shrink it down so I can get it into Twitter. I then gotta type a headline and hit publish. That reduces probably 90% of the people who would share your content if you make them do the hard work. So do the heavy lifting for your customers, for your visitors, and use plugins like add this or share this so they can share things at one click. And number 12, this is really important when I look at doing an assessment on someone's site, even if it's fully socialized, is the content consistently updated and current. Because that's what's going to keep you social, to stay current, to keep new content there, to keep people coming back and keep the conversation rolling. So as you'll find with the next few podcasts as we go through the other six steps in the seven-step process of assessing your social media readiness and really launch effectiveness, is realizing, if you notice, of those 12 steps, most of them had to do with strategy and approach to use the tool, not just the fact that you've got a socialized website or blogging software we're using. And it really drills down to, and this is what we'll talk about in greater depth later on, it is really about socializing yourself and your organization to use these tools as social two-way communications tools to build community, to build intimacy, and to really, really build a brand through dialogue, conversation, interaction, and genuine contribution. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. And if you don't want to do your own assessment and you want some help with it, you can always hop over to socialized.me and send us a tweet or an email.